You're listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. I'm Kendra, and I love having interesting conversations with my friends about art, media, life, the universe, and everything. And that is what this podcast is all about. Today is awesome because I have my awesome friend Abraham here. What's up? And we're talking about the Lego movies. Abraham, you've been into Legos for a while. Uh, yeah, you could say that. I don't uh, remember exactly when I got into them, but it's kind of been there my whole life. At a certain point, you had a really cool setup. Could you describe a little bit of the, the height of your Lego awesomeness? Uh, it got pretty cool. It was on maybe like two or three tables. I always had a city, a city and you know, you could put other random stuff in there, but it was you know, primarily a city setup. The Legos were, were a thing for sure. Every time people would come over to the house, we'd have to, uh, you know, take a trek up to the Lego room and give them a tour. How long did it take you to collect all of those? Uh, well, they the collection started before I was, you know, around. And uh, we actually got a good bit of them from people we had known who were, you know, getting rid of their Legos for whatever reason. The Henrys mm. actually gave us a, a lot of them. And then... Ah, um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So most of the collection was from other people and then, you know, from when I was a little kid. But then I also contributed to the collection myself, uh, just with my own money and stuff, near the end of my Lego career. Uh, a decent amount. It was pretty fantastic. It did get quite cool. So having this history with Legos, did you have any expectations going to see the first Lego movie? You know, I, I don't have any memories of like what exactly I was thinking going into it. I was probably pretty psyched for it. But I remember uh, we we bought the movie on iTunes because that was like the only way you could get it because it didn't come out in theaters in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, that week, it was actually that weekend, we watched it like three or four times. We watched <laughs> it once, first time with just, just us. And then like the next night, we watched it with the pages. And then um, that's on Sunday, we watched it with like a bunch of people, like more than once on Sunday. And then, you know, I've maybe seen it because we had it like on uh, my mom's computer. So mm-hmm. I've seen it maybe like at least 15 times or so, which is, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. It was that on my mom's computer. It was that and Guardians of the Galaxy. She had those two movies and we watched both of them, you know, an inordinate amount of times. After you saw it the first time, what are your impressions of what you thought? Uh, it was, I think it, it was definitely my favorite movie for like most of my life. If it's not still <laughs> my favorite movie, I don't, I don't know what my favorite movie is anymore. But I was a very big fan. Do you think they hit the spirit of Lego? Uh, isn't the spirit of Lego to do whatever you want? So is there one spirit of Lego? Ooh, that's a deep question. And deep thoughts with Abraham and Kendra. No, that's true. Well, I mean, and the movie is kind of about that. That is a good point. Boom. Because the the movie is about either following the instructions or doing whatever you want. Be whoever you want, unless you can be Batman, and then be Batman. Exactly. I, th- I think that about sums it up. It does. What is life if not that? How about the second one? So, I think I've only seen the second one once. Uh, we went and saw it in, like, the Dollar Theater with like a couple of my friends 
And it was actually, it was pretty good. It was, um, I feel like my judgment is kind of clouded based on like how many times I've seen it. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any like specific like recollection of like all the different details and all like the different jokes and all like the, that, that like level of the movie. But like my first impression of the movie, was just like, it all just like going into my mind once was, oh yeah, that was cool. I recently saw it again because I, I couldn't remember whether I had seen it before. <laughs> yeah. And I think the first time I saw it was on an airplane. Oof, doesn't count. And yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really count because I don't remember. But and I, weirdly enough, I remember not liking it or something. Mm-hmm. Probably because I was seriously jet lagged. I'll do it. Uh, and I liked it a lot more this time. Yeah. And I think in all the Lego movies. There's a lot of what I call adult humor, but that it doesn't mean it's crude or innuendo or anything. It's just you have to be an adult to get it. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of that in the second one. Yeah, they're, they're because intelligent movies for sure. They are, and they they, they but they are also very pop culture yeah, 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 which I kind of wanted to talk about too. Of like the second one, the first part is basically ripping off Mad Max. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or like all those other Which, you know dystopian movies. Yes, exactly. Like Planet, like there's a reference to Planet of the Apes and everything. And then I did not catch this the first time I saw it, but in the second one, oh man, I forgot his name. There's this. There's the guy who trained, who has the spaceship run by raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who's supposed to be Chris Pratt. Exactly. And all the raptors are named after sci-fi heroes i think i kind of remember so there's that. like do you remember that i i didn't catch that the first time and that that made me laugh there's like con connor and ripley and uh-huh yeah i thought i thought and the other one i thought that was funny that is yeah but anyway i wanted your take on there's so much pop culture in the, in these movies yeah they really pack it in don't they are they going to last like i think they're great and i get them Oof. and i think they're funny yeah. but will they last I, I, does it have like um does it have like let me try to think does it have like 2014 pop culture or does it have like like pop culture pop culture if you know what I mean it ranges it's, it's yeah. just like everything because I feel like there's stuff in there that kids definitely would not get yeah, yeah, because definitely. I don't know I don't know very many children who have seen Mad Max I I don't think I would necessarily show that to a young child but then there's also newer stuff. That's, yeah, definitely. I just got done uh, rewatching Community for like, I don't know, I think it's fifth time. Oh, Community is fun. <laughs> definitely my favorite show. But uh, a lot of the jokes are like, they reference like millennial pop culture or like mm-hmm. stuff, you know, stuff that they, all the people in Community watch them and they're kids. And like, I don't yeah. get any of that, but it's, it's like still my favorite show, if you know what I mean. Okay. Like, it's still so good enough, maybe... even if you don't get like all the jokes. To get like enough of them, like it has so many, it kind of transcends age gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's funny on its own right, and then it's even funnier if like you get the jokes. And then every once in a while, yeah. you like do get the jokes. Like, oh, I know who Courtney Love is, and then you're like, ah, it's even funnier now. And definitely, like as you get older, you get more and more of them. The uh, I just rewatched uh, um, the Holy Grail, the mm. Monty Python version, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like I got. Like the particular that one scene where um, they're riding through, you know, some field or whatever, and there's like those two peasant people, and the peasant yes. is, is talking about how like this is like unjust and how you know blah blah blah, blah. and like I got all of like those jokes, 
because he's talking like we're like an anarcho-syndicalist collective and like, come see the violence inherent to the system and i got all those like you know political jokes and stuff which was yes it made it so much funnier i was like i remember watching this like you know four years ago and it being funny and now i'm watching it and now it's even funnier so maybe that's what the Lego movie is just going to be, well, yeah. especially for you, because you loved it as a kid. Yeah, yeah definitely. And but then it, there, hopefully it will just get better. There is definitely like the kind of like pop culture at movies that are filled with pop culture. That's like, like the very specific pop culture that no one will ever think about outside of like the, that year that it was made. Yes. Yes. But I feel like it's probably a little bit of that, but also a little bit more. And it also has a good story. Mm-hmm, I feel like it. Uh, some of those really dated movies, it's like they rely on pop culture to keep the the humor going. And I feel like the Ma- Lego Movie is a bit better about having a, a a really sweet story, and then just having then different layers of jokes. Some not pop culture, and some pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you rank the Lego movies? Uh, well, definitely the first one is, you know, number one. I'm not sure. I guess Lego Batman would probably have to beat out the second Lego movie. And then Lego mm-hmm. Ninjago is not worth talking about. It's awful. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It. Did that it's come... stupid. Did it... It's okay. <laughs> did it come out in theaters? Like, what is... Yeah, it did, it did. Well... I, uh, I think I watched that one with the same friends in the same Dolly Theater. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, we went and watched it. It was like during the day. We went and watched it, and uh, mom drove us there, and she like did a work in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of lame. Yeah, was it made by the same people? I haven't Oof, researched that. Or uh, I wasn't. I don't think it wasn't directed by the same people or anything. But I think it was was no, generally the same production. I don't know. I, I can't say. In your opinion, why do you think it was kind of a failure? That's a good question. Uh, well, it's not like the same, you know, universe. It doesn't have any of the same characters. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like starting mm-hmm. on their own. And uh, I remember they didn't have, they didn't do the same thing that the Lego movie had where everything was Lego. Oh. It had, it had like water in it. It was like just normal water and it was weird. That is And weird. it was like. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, super invested in that whole Ninjago thing. Which mm-hmm. I feel like Ninjago is definitely gonna is like is this one like specific Lego theme that lasted. I mean, I was like during like the golden age of Ninjago, like when I was like you know perfect Lego age, like twelve or whatever. Everyone like knew Ninjago, and I don't even I didn't even get all the jokes because I didn't watch whatever you know TV show or whatever. So I don't feel like that one's like not gonna last at all because like the kids who are playing with Legos now, like. They've seen Ninjago, but rarely, if you know what I mean. Because I, I don't think it exists anymore. If it does exist, it's not very popular. Was it the same style of, like, snappy dialogue and slapstick and stuff? Uh, it was. It just wasn't as well done. Mm. It, you know, they, they, you, they're obviously like, trying to recreate stuff. It was just kind of poorly done. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So I was afraid that's what the second one would yeah, be. Yeah, I was too. Especially, we, we should also talk about, this is basically just, like, an hour and a half commercial for Lego. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And it's so good. It's still. crazy. Like right? they pulled it off. And I, <laughs> they did. How did they do that? And we're and and it's it's also like that thing. I feel like that's a popular thing now, where they 
kind of admit to it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's a, a popular thing to admit to being commercial. But if you admit to it, then it's okay and we accept it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, like uh, if you just like are self-aware about something, that it like gives you a total free pass on doing whatever that thing is. Exactly. But the best yeah. part about, you know, it being like blatant consumerism is that it's like anti-corporate blatant corporatism. Because like Lord <laughs> Business true. is the bad guy, but also buy Legos. Yes. <laughs> and they totally pulled it off. Like, thinking... Good for them, I guess. They did. When I was watching the second one, um, I think they do it in the first one too. When they build things very quickly, like the serial number flashes on the yeah, screen yeah, yeah. for each piece. And I am sure there is someone out there who is like seriously paying attention to that. See if the serial numbers are actually correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure someone has, has done something like that. So now it's in Cinema Sins for Nerds. Like, it, yeah. if you pay attention yes. in frame 233,000, the serial number is actually one number off. Huh, got him, Lego. I, I really like also the animation. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It has, like, scratches and irregularities on the plastic that just make it look like it was done stop motion with Legos. Yeah. I'm trying to think how the, the animation was in the second one. It's good. It's very. It's the uh -huh. same. Because I, the animation is definitely, if not the best part, one of the best parts of, of it. So, if you had to be a character in the Lego movies, who would you be? I think I know, but I have. I to feel ask. like I'm contractually obligated to say Batman. <laughs> Imagine not wanting and to be Batman. Why? I know, right? Don't question the Batman. It's not worth it. The Batman Lego movie. Yeah. How does it? Yeah, I feel like we can bunny trail just a little bit and be like, as a Batman movie, how does as it a Batman stand movie. up? Um, yes. Oof, as a Batman movie, man. Um, I think it's it's definitely its own thing. It's better than some of the other Batmans. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I. It's kind of like um because it's like an external, like a critique of the Batman movies, a little bit. It's also very, to me, it seems very different than the Lego movies. Yeah, it does feel different, I, doesn't I, it? And I, I'm not even sure why. It's self-aware about being Batman, but not necessarily self-aware as being a Lego movie. Uh-huh. I, I can see that. It is, yeah, it definitely has some of the same kind of like, um, like a cliche, like more like a... If morals, I guess, is the right word than the Lego movies, where uh, you're like, "Oh, we're all a family," like sappy stuff at the end. Yeah, you're right. The moral seems a little bit more pointed. And what's interesting is in the the first Lego movie, there is kind of a moral, but I I feel like the there's kind of a switch when it becomes about. The dad and oh, the yeah, kid yeah, yeah. playing Legos. That is true. I didn't think about so that. So it's, it's a, I, I feel like that twist kind of overshadows the moral, if you will, of it, it kind of makes it fresh and interesting instead of you're sitting there going, ah, I see what lesson I'm supposed to learn. From yeah. I did, when I, I thought like, oh, what's the moral of the Lego movie? Like, um, oh, 
you know, we're all the special and, you know, you don't have to have superpowers to, you know, do stuff is what pops into my mind. And then now I didn't think of that, that, that you know, the, the kid and the dad is his own whole thing. But is that right. like, what is the moral? Is the, is that like the inside of the story, the moral, or is the moral, you know, get around with your dad and play Legos? Well, I think it's so well done. And I, I don't know how they did this for being a giant commercial, it seems very tied to the plot. Like the the whole theme is following the rule, the tension between following the rules and doing your own thing. And like, you kind of need both. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they pulled it off. I feel like the 2010s were a pretty good decade for marketing. They got some pretty good stuff. <laughs> did you ever see if there was Lego movie merchandise and did you ever buy I it? I never bought it, but they had... Um... They, they, you know, they had the normal merchandise, but they also had like actual Lego sets, like of, you know, the stuff, you know, cause the, the actual builds that they had in the Lego movie were so huge that, uh, that like the Lego <laughs> sets were kind of just, you know, like baby versions of them, which was like, like, oh, that's cool. But it would be really, really cool if they had like an actual, like metal beard ship. It's like, I don't know, yes. like 5,000 pieces or something. I would think that would be very cool. So they didn't have big sets like, you know, the huge Millennium Falcon yeah, yeah, yeah. things or some of the stuff they have for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have anything that big, but they had um they had like normal a normal like line of sets. They had a couple like like smaller sets that had like a bunch of the characters. And then uh and then one of them had the double decker couch in it. Which I always thought <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool to make my own double decker couch. And I, I think I, I did make yes. one at, po at one point, but it wasn't very good. I remember I remember making a double-decker couch and kind of like having it around for a couple of weeks and then like getting rid of it because it was kind of, it was embarrassing. <laughs> what is this piece of trash right here? That is funny that they then ended up selling sets of the double-decker couch because it is, like the whole point is that it's That idea sad. is just the worst. I feel like it is kind of a cool idea though. Like besides the feet problem, <laughs> yes. I think it would be pretty cool. Like double decker couch, why not? I feel like bunk beds are used in that way. So some bunk beds, you know, have like, have like that railing on the side. Like my yeah. bunk bed used to have that. But uh, but if you don't have that, it, it works pretty well. It works if you don't have a lot of space and a lot of exactly. friends. Like, like imagine having friends. That that is a thing. <laughs> I, I guess you you have a lot of friends because you uh, you have a whole podcast full of them. So. Yeah, well, but. We, we can't be in the same uh, room on the same good couch. Point. <laughs> Do you know if there's going to be any more Lego movies? I'm sure there is. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like Avengers movies. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know the schedule, but I know, like, twice a year, one's going to come out. If you were in charge of the next Lego movie, what would it be like? I feel like I don't trust myself, if you know what I mean. Like, they've already gotten them. They've perfected them. I feel like they can do a much better job than I could ever. What would you want to see then? Like, would you want to see a continuation of those characters or would you want to see something new, see more Batman? You got to have Batman. What, what is the Lego movie about Batman? It, I don't know. What, what, is the, what is the logical next step? Do they have, they have kids or something? <laughs> I feel like there's, there's like, you know, the cliche next steps that sequels take. Maybe they, they should have uh, three movies. So like a trilogy with the first, first set of characters and then they should probably... Uh, branch out and do uh, a new set. Do you think it would be interesting if they did 
like what they did with Batman, but with something else. Oh uh, yeah, well they they kind of tried to do that with the Ninjago one, right? But um, but yeah, that would be cool, kind of like a spinoff. Who would they? Who would they? Yeah, uh, do one with. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like at this point, they have like created their own Batman character, which is really iconic, and so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they did like a Superman, if it would just be lame yeah, because... It sounds lame already. <laughs> it sounds lame. Like something with the superheroes. Because the Ninjago, that was a Lego created mm-hmm. franchise. I think the Lego Batman is just such a interesting that it exists because it's a different franchise, but told through Legos. Yeah. Well, the Lego, there are like, um, like Lego movies... They're not like the like the main brand Lego movies, but they're like like not shown in theaters like direct to video Lego movies, and they've they've been like you know decent amount of them, including um, Lego Batman movies. But they're all they're all really not very good. I've seen some of those like online streaming and I yeah, I think I've seen I like maybe them, like one so. or two, and it's mm. like oh that that existed, that was a movie. Did you ever play Lego Star like the Wars? Game? Uh, like a very a very small amount. Like I played it. I played it at okay. people's houses, and there is like a uh, mobile version, but you can only play the Phantom Menace levels. So I played all the uh, Phantom Menace levels. Okay. But other than that, okay. I feel like everyone has a Wii at their house, so you, you kind of like pick up like the the classic games like Smash Bros, Mario Kart, uh, Lego Bat, Lego Superman, or not sorry, Lego Batman, Lego Star Wars. I didn't know there was a Lego Batman oh, there's game. Oh, like, there's like three or four of them. Are they good? Eh. From what I've played, they're okay. Eh. I prefer Lego Star Wars. Mm. Okay, this is a bunny trail from the Lego movies, but I, I could probably talk a lot about Lego Star Wars because that that was one of my favorite uh-huh. games. And I think I would... I don't even know how old I was. I was like in my late teens at that point. <laughs> yeah. And... I was obsessed. <laughs> I can imagine like seventeen year old Kendra just like playing like Star Lego Star Wars all day. All day. And part of the charm of that is that they didn't speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. And and so my sister and I, we had speculated, like we were going through from the Phantom Menace all the way through, and we had these long discussions about what they would do for the I am your father scene uh-huh, uh-huh. and if you have not seen that scene I'm not going to spoil it but you should look on this, YouTube this search, for speak. the cut scene it, it is really really good I am good. your father cut scene Lego Star Wars you got it it shall be watched yeah watch it I want to hear your Wait, watch it right now <laughs> okay yes <laughs> <laughs> that does the trick it works really well doesn't it like (laughs) well my okay my sister and i had this whole thing about we when we were really into games they did not have very good voice technology so half the games we played either didn't have voices or had like these weird like in lego star wars that aren't like and one of our favorite parts is the I'm your father scene and also when uh, Obi-Wan is taking Luke to uh, Mos Eisley and the stormtroopers uh, stop yeah. them 
and Obi-Wan just goes, uh, 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 and the stormtrooper goes, uh, 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 and I don't know, it just cracks me up. That's good. <laughs> they, uh, they had these, um, these commercials, these Lego commercials, like, uh, when I was a kid, and they wouldn't say anything, but they would always, like, there's, like, some problem or something in, like, Lego City or whatever, and they go, hey, and then they would, like, have to build this thing, <laughs> but that, like, the sound, hey, hey. lives in my mind. <laughs> After Lego Star Wars, I found out that there was um, there's Lego yeah, yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones, uh, which is it's all right, and then um, Lego Lord of the Rings. Mm. And at that point, I had more of a life and didn't play games as much. But uh, I looked on YouTube for walkthroughs because I'm the sort of person that would look for Lego. We all make mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really disappointed because they talk Oof. and it was basically it was basically the Lord of the Rings scene for scene but with Legos yeah. and I, I feel like that is not necessarily the spirit of Lego and I, I feel like that with the, the Lego Star Wars games and with the movies is there is this Lego yeah the spirit of Lego whatever that is and it's not just taking a movie yeah, yeah, and resh- reshooting it yeah, with it's, Legos. it's not just like Legos Lego Star Wars it's like half Lego and half Star Wars like you can't just get rid of the Lego part it's like just as important right so, yeah. yeah they had a Lego movie video game too I never played that one at all yeah they've had a bunch of they've had so a bunch of Lego games, games. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean Avengers uh Harry Potter I wonder if they. I wonder if they talk because yeah. again, once they started talking, I lost yeah, interest. Yeah. The uh, the Lego Superheroes two game actually looked really good. I never played it, but uh, you know, I looked. I didn't watch any walkthroughs. I'm not. I have a little bit more of a life than that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I watched you. a couple videos on the internet, and they looked really looked pretty cool. I don't know if they talk though, so I can't. I can't let you tell you whether it's it gives Kendra's approval, but. Right. <laughs> it's one condition. Okay. The one condition, yeah. Well, and like I say, that was that was a phase for games for a while and that that dates like my mm-hmm. gaming days. The the fact whether or not it has voices. Um, so the music in the Lego movies. Oh, yeah. What do you think? You you have good taste in music. What do you I think? I like to think I have good taste in music. Thank you for saying that. You no, you do. You have good taste. Okay, you you like a lot okay, of the yeah. things I like, so that means you have good. That, taste. that is honestly what everyone means when they say good taste. So, exactly. Uh, the the movie this no, not the movie the song in the second one, it's I know it's supposed to be annoying, but it is annoying. It is. Does it get stuck in your no, head though? I can't hum it. It's, yeah. I get you just I, watched it, so you should be able to hum it. Do it. Do it. Um, do it. This song's going to get stuck inside your head. Okay, I actually, I don't know why I was able to do this because I am not a music person, but I, I analyzed why it gets Ooh, stuck why in, it your in your head. I think there's a couple different things, but the main thing is it doesn't end. Huh. It it starts and then a chorus and then it kind of overlaps on itself in the same phrase and musically it doesn't like and again i'm not a music person so i'm making huge assumptions but it, it doesn't have a satisfying ending feel so 
so then it gets stuck in your head because it never ends and it just do you know uh you know the youtube channel so, sideways yes i, feel like, I, love I feel like i didn't even have to ask you but they're, <laughs> yeah they're, they're really i feel like you uh i can tell you've watched them by your uh, musical prowess in in diagnosing oh, the catchability of <laughs> and the diagnosing song. the song in legos you can start your own your own youtube channel yeah. sideways too Okay, so that's the most annoying song, and it is supposed to be annoying. Do you have a favorite song? Do Do you like the songs from the uh, Lego movies? Is there anything else, other songs like that are you know notable besides "Everything Is Awesome"? Is there? There, there was in a the couple back- songs. Well, like okay, that. I was there. Actually- I don't think they had their own original songs. Did they? There was a couple of those. They played a couple like uh, like popular songs. Like there's the sad that's one, true. and then yeah. there's the one when he sees Barbara. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's like a there's one like the the family one. So those songs from the seventies. Oh 70s yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, the song the "Everything song. Is Awesome." You know, is, what? is it awesome? Everything is, but I feel like this one is especially awesome. <laughs> very, very, very much good. I'm not as much of a fan of "Everything Is Awesome" because it it does get uh-huh, stuck yeah. in my head. Uh. <laughs> And it's a little pop. I feel like it me. came around at the right time. So it's a, it I can't un, unlike it. I mean, it's it's a fun one, but it, it's not necessarily, let's, let's just say I don't necessarily oh, have yeah. it on my own. I think I actually had it on that, that I, I don't know if you remember this, I had this little like MP3 thing, but I had it on there for like, yes, yes. It was maybe like a week and then I took it off. It's like, no, can't handle it. <laughs> I feel like there's some songs that are are fun, but you need unlimited yeah. doses. Because there there was this song, uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but there was this song that would play during the parade when I worked at Disney, and and it was a super poppy song. It it was done by not Miley Cyrus, but someone who was in the Hannah Montana Oof. show, who was. Yeah, okay. And and it was just like this princessy song. I don't know. I think it was because of overexposure. I I oh, actually no. bought it um after I left Disney and I put it on a CD and then I would constantly skip it because I don't know, like it was fun in the parks, but then in my yeah, car, yeah, no. I definitely get that. It's like every once in a while, like I don't like pop music either, but there's some songs that are like more poppy that I like, and then you like you know you, you like them for like a month, a month at most, like maybe like a week or two, and then they get old a lot more quickly than like other kinds of music. Yeah, I actually just started listening too. to this band band called Lawrence. It's like super pop. Well, it's it's like a, it's kind of like funky. But it's also it's like definitely mm. pop, and they're actually like I don't I like never like actually like listen to pop. Like I will I will listen to pop if it's like around, but they're actually like I'm quite enjoying them. Right. Oh, cool. So it has some redeeming features. That's yeah, good well, to know. That the a good pop band exists. We found it. There is one. We found it. So name like a couple of your favorite random things that happen in the Lego movies. Just favorite, because there's so much going on the, uh, all the time. I think my favorite one would have to be um, when uh, Metalbeard uh, is telling his story about all of them like storming 
Lord Vistas's tower, and then they like they like f- get off. They uh, they like, escape into the ship, and they're like, it's like oh no, I forgot my guts, and they go go back, and then he like his guts like fly out the window. If I remember, and they go, I always like that one. What about you? I really like um, in the Lego Batman when they're talking about all the villains and those little Condiment known King. ones like Condiment yeah, well, Man. Yeah. We put Condiment that one into, uh, into the Lego, into, not the Lego, the Lego, eh, the Batman musical. <laughs> yes, we did. And that's wise because that's my favorite random that thing. Is, that is a good part. <laughs> so I remember when you had your huge setup, I loved going to look at it periodically yeah, because yeah, yeah. you would change things and and you didn't just have like I believe the spirit of Lego is in you Abraham because it wasn't just a setup and it wasn't just to show off like you had some pretty cool and pretty large like of you had the Avengers yeah, ship and stuff but the best part was all the different scenarios mm-hmm. happening it was so entertaining because there's like a thousand different little stories that were all very random i feel like there was there's like different phases of the lego like lego city because uh back when like it was me and the pages and ebert and we would like be playing there like all the time it was like much more of a mess like the, the streets would be just like covered in stuff like all the time and uh and like there wouldn't be any like people set up nicely like doing random things they're just gonna be, like lying on this floor and there's like stuff everywhere and like we were at because we were actually like you know like constantly like i don't know whatever little kids do with legos like smashing them into each other so we did we did some crazy stuff and then yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like more more during the time when i was it was mostly me there and i think the time that you're talking about i had a i would always i'd have everything like set up as much as possible and then i would like the way i would play with it was just like setting it up in different ways and stuff. But yeah, they were both they were both very fun for like the time period that I was in. I think that's why Lego as a brand mm-hmm. is really long lasting because different ages get a lot of enjoyment out of it for different reasons. But I wanted to ask what was like the favorite what kind of Lego scenario or build stands out to you as like something that was really cool that you're uh, proud of? If, I don't know if you remember this, but um, remember the like the tram, like above ground tram I had. I always liked that yes. one. Yes, it was really because um, it would have issues, and near the end of its career, it kind of was broken most of the time. I I, I could never actually get the train to uh to like drive around on it, but I, I mean I could, but it wouldn't actually like be able to do it more than like like a loop or two before something would go wrong. But I I really liked that, and yeah. also um. You mentioned the the helicarrier. I had it up on top of some other buildings, like like floating above my city, which oh, I thought that was nice. cool. It was it was actually it was really simple because you just have to like get a couple like clear bricks and then like stick it on top of buildings, like not hard at all. But it was, I always like thought it made the city look much cooler. I think I missed that. That it is was, very cool. Do you have any other thoughts on Legos thoughts or on Legos the Lego, Lego movie? movie? I think we about covered it. You know. Uh, be yourself unless you can be Batman, right? <laughs> and that is the moral we of this podcast. We could have stopped after like five minutes once we got there. It was just after that, it was just like meaningless fluff. <laughs> Do you have anything to uh, plug, Abraham? Uh, 
Uh, do I have anything to plug? Not really. Uh, like uh, random recommendations. Yeah. Do you have a recommend? Uh, bleh, bleh. Do you have a random uh, recommendation then? I've been listening to a lot of ska funk recently, which is one of the greatest musical genres of all time. And uh, the band Five Iron Frenzy is a true classic, and they are criminally underrated. Mm. And also Streetlight Manifesto is another one of my favorites. I think next time you're on, we should talk to music. I've, uh, have you listened to a uh, ska, or not ska, a folk punk? Yeah. Folk I punk? Also, it's no, kind of, I, it's I kind of like a, it's kind know. of like a gross genre. I don't think so. Like it's, um, it's all about like heroin and stuff, but mm. it's, uh, it's really, it's really interesting. I've, I've also started just listening to that. My music is folk uh-huh, rock. Yeah. Like that's, that's my jam. There's so much so, good music out there. Folk punk. Like, there really Spotify is. is a wonderful thing. There really is. Well, thank you for uh, joining me to talk about Legos and Batman and talking about uh, music. Legos and Batman and music is some of my favorite things. So, thank you for listening to the Patchwork Girl and Friends. You can help make the show better by supporting me on Patreon. My Patreon supporters get access to cool benefits like early access to commercial-free episodes and behind-the-scenes features. Just look for Patrick Girl Productions on Patreon.com. Next time on The Patrick Girl and Friends. And because I want to go to Epcot and obviously I can't right now, the next best thing is just to have a conversation about Epcot. And that is why Dan is here. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about the first time I ended up in Epcot? No, tell me. My first entrance into Epcot wasn't even through the front <laughs> gate. <laughs> that was you! I remember now! I worked at World Showcase. So I really got mm. to know the cast members there and get to really know the countries. I, I loved, loved it. it. It was kind of like a fantasy for us where it was like, you're traveling from country to country and you're literally meeting your friends in these countries. So basically, if there was an Epcot that had every single country... Dan and I would go. (laughs)